Hello, I'm Kristen Bandy, your host of Better Today, Healthier Tomorrow, and we are joined here today by Charles Woolley. He is going to be the new host of our Providing Pediatrics series. Charles, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Tell us exactly what that series will encompass. So the idea is that we will be able to um, reach the providers around the state who sometimes don't take care of kids on a regular basis, right? So they mostly take care of adults. So when they get a kid, you know, it's intimidating to take care of kids if all you take care of is adults. So that includes um, EMTs and paramedics on on the ambulance. Um, That's going to include that school nurse that she takes care of a lot of kids, but not really sick ones, right? Um, and then those those providers that are in those rural hospitals uh, around our state. And you had your own series that you did to educate those types of people who run into kids a lot, but may not know how to necessarily care for them. How did that start? Well, for me, it, it all really goes back to the reason why I do a lot of things I do around this place. Um, I really remember um, how it felt to be in that situation. And I, I relate to that and I've never kind of gotten away from that. I've always held on to that kind of feeling of not being prepared to take care of a sick or hurt kid and um, the emotions that come with it and that come flooding in whenever you're having to do that. Um, that's what kind of drove it. But I started the um, actual Zoom presentations as an answer to COVID. Before the pandemic, I would go out on a weekly basis and do classes around the state. And um, it was just amazing and fun. And we'd go to a fire department and we would do simulation even, just hands-on and um, presentation stuff. And um, we couldn't do that anymore, so we had to do something, right? That's kind of how a lot of things started was because COVID shut everything down, but a lot of good things came out of it. Oh, it was such a treat because all of a sudden, I could grab a really highly qualified subject matter expert, walk into a room and I could get on a, get on a a podcast or or a zoom and have people from every corner of the state represented and getting the same information that we had been able to provide before, but in that setting. So it was really, really nice. I love it. And you mentioned that you traveled all over the state prior to COVID. What is it that you do here? So now I'm the outreach coordinator for the Heart Institute here at Arkansas Children's. I'm also the Project Adam coordinator for the state. And Project Adam is what I live and breathe every single day. And I'm really proud of it. I've been doing this since really the first of the year, since February or so. And what we do and what I do is I help stand up small teams in schools that respond to sudden cardiac arrest. So there's a lot that goes into that, but I um, empower, I help empower the school nurse, or sometimes it's a principal, um, some leader that steps up and says they want to start this in their school. I help work them through the process. There's a couple of things that go into it. I go out and do a risk assessment walkthrough and look at where their AEDs are kept and we talk about the process. They write a written plan that says how they're gonna respond to a medical emergency on their campus. And then they run practice drills. And then I go back with my mannequin on a given day and put him in the floor and they save the mannequin. And they really do. They show up and do amazing work. We work with the fire department and the EMS service. We actually make a 911 call. The whole thing gets done all the way from point A all the way through to point Z. And um, it's a really neat way to spread preparedness. That's amazing. It uh, As I get older and become an adult, I realize how important training like that is in schools that 
these things do happen and somebody needs to be able to help absolutely somebody other than me <laughs> i'm not so great in an emergency we, so we hear this exact same thing from so many people so can you imagine being a teacher no who never <laughs> no, no, no so many reasons no but can you imagine being a teacher that said hey i have a calling to teach and you're asking me to be on a medical team yeah that doesn't always work out so well but a lot of them still say you know what it's the right thing to do for the kids so i'm going to step up and i'm going to learn how to do cpr we don't have to have everybody be a, a, you know, a CPR provider on that team. We have, there's so many roles on that team. You really need somebody that's gonna call and, and be the communications person. You're gonna need somebody to meet the ambulance out front and bring them in, you know, cause the campus is intimidating. It's huge and you can get lost. Oh, absolutely. And if I know anything about teachers, they're pretty selfless. So I'm not surprised that so many of them step up for this. Um, I am trained on a lot of things, stop the bleed and CPR, but I am terrified to ever have to put that training to use. So it's great that other people are able to be trained for that. Tell me since beginning your journey on Zoom during COVID, what has been something that stands out that came out of it? What was the best thing that came out of these chats and talks? There, there has been so many. Uh, there, We always, it seems like we get started and it's kind of like, oh, this, you know, this is kind of rough getting started. But once we get into it and we realize that we're getting feedback from the audience that says, hey, that was good. We really needed that. We really, and so we've heard so many people either through emails or through phone calls or letting us know that, hey, we really appreciate you guys putting out this support. And I think feeling like we were doing our duty to support these people, the providers out there in the community that are taking care of the kids that we're going to eventually have to take care of if they're hurt or if they're sick. Um, that's, that's, that was really rewarding for me. That's kind of my purpose. I love it. One of the common themes uh, when we talk to various providers here at Arkansas Children's is that it is so different caring for pediatric patients versus adult patients. Their bodies are different. The way they talk to you is different. Everything is different. So to do this and to put this out there, I think is an incredible benefit for the community. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's a there's a fear. There's an absolute fear uh, for for taking care of kids. It's and it's just exactly what you said. But there's a whole lot more that goes into that. You know, taking care of adults, especially when you think about the paramedics and the EMTs out there. Um, these guys get just a little smidge of pediatric care in school compared to the large amount of education they get to take care of adults. And that is simply based on the fact that they are only picking up adults. Maybe five or 10% of their calls are mm -hmm. going to be kids. So you really have only a limited amount of time to train these folks. So that already sets them up um, for a feeling of not being prepared. Um, so when they get there, they're like, did I really learn this? Or is this something that I'm thinking in my head, right? not to discount a 76 year old female patient that's having chest pain, not to discount her future, but a three-year-old in respiratory distress or respiratory failure, totally different things. The, the level of anxiety goes through the roof, right? Because you don't want to mess that up. There are so many subject matter experts that are here right now on this campus that can provide that level of education and that level of support to give that provider out there in the community the confidence they need to go forward and, and to take care of kids. Well, we're excited to have you uh, come do this special series of the podcast. What were your initial thoughts when we reached out and asked? This has always been a dream of mine because 
you know, we've done this thing on Zoom and I've always wanted to make it, always take it to the next level, make it better, make it bigger, um, provide that service that we were talking about to support um, the, the outside providers, you know, so I'm more than excited to get going on this and I'm more than excited to, to pull the right people in to talk and to um, share their knowledge. Now, we've already got your first uh, interview scheduled. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you're interviewing and what we can expect from that? Yeah, so I'm really excited to um, sit down with Matthew Whaley from um, Angel One Transport Service here at Arkansas Children's. I actually started my career here at Angel One and um, have a lot of respect and love for Angel One. Matt and I go all the way back to the emergency department. We worked in the emergency department together, and so we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the delivery of a newborn in the field. I don't think it heavy gets, topic for the <laughs> for the first one. I don't think it gets any scarier. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to take it to the next level, and we're going to talk about the resuscitation of a neonate. And both of those things are are high high. Um, risk. You know, both of those things um, come with a lot of anxiety. Both of those things are specialized and especially the resuscitation of the neonate, it is not the exact same thing as doing CPR on even a three-year-old or or an adult. So very tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is a lot smaller, all the equipment's smaller, but it's not even, not even that the whole approach is completely different. Right. So you mentioned that you started your Zoom interview series because of COVID, but what really led your heart to want to educate everybody about how to care for pediatric patients? I guess early in my career as a paramedic, I was um, working um, in the north part of the state um, on an ambulance, working for a fire department there. Um, I must have been a paramedic for maybe, it felt like now, it's been a long time ago, it felt like now that it was maybe a couple of weeks. And I remember it just like it was yesterday. Like it's one of these moments in your life that you, probably because it changed me so much is why I hold on to this moment so much. But um, I was, it was shift change. We always, before we got off duty that day, we would always make sure the ambulance was ready and tidy for the next crew coming on. And I remember I was, washing off the Delta bugs that were blasted all over the front of my ambulance from the night before. And the tones came in, the emergency tones came in and the, and the broadcast came in that said um, pediatric emergency and they gave us the address. So we jump in the ambulance and take off to the other end of town. And it was just that from dispatch, just pediatric emergency. That was it. That's all they told us. Right. And so we're running across town, lights and sirens going. And I'm thinking, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's just a pediatric emergency. I was a brand new guy and I didn't really know what I was doing. So we get to an apartment complex and I see a mom running out of an apartment complex carrying a lifeless baby. And it was that obvious to me by the way that she was carrying this child. And um, as she approached the ambulance, I remember getting out and putting my boots on the ground. And as soon as my boots hit the ground, she was giving me her child and saying, save my baby, save my baby. That level of trust, I was not prepared for that, mm-hmm. right? And then a lot of things happened. I remember being in the back of the ambulance and complete fog. It was, people talk about the fog of war. I completely blanked out. And uh, this is hard for me to admit sometimes, but I did not know what to do. I had gone through a very, um, uh, probably the best paramedic program in the state. 
I had had a lot of education, a lot of training. I'd been on several calls. I wasn't a new firefighter. I wasn't a new EMT. I'd been there for a couple of years already. Um, I just could not remember what to do because of the overwhelming emotions I felt at that moment um, and lack of knowledge. Um, once the fog cleared, I did what I had to do, um, but it absolutely changed my life. And I remember, I remember saying to myself, Actually, the next day I went to my chief and said, I don't want to be a paramedic anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I said, I just want to be a firefighter and pull hoses and run into burning buildings. Right. And um, he said, <laughs> that must have been some big fear to go back to. I just want to run into a burning yeah, building. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he, he says, uh, Willie invested a lot in your education, and gave me some time off of the ambulance one shift. Um, <laughs> I did a couple things wrong. So I should have really spend some time talking to somebody about that then, mm -hmm. like that right away um, and, in, and in the future. Um, but it did really, really, really sink into my soul. And um, now that I have the opportunity and now that I have experience with pediatrics, I just want to push it and give it and shower somebody with it, especially people that are going to be in that same situation that I was in um, and let them know um, as much knowledge as I can possibly share with them to make them feel better in that situation. That makes a lot of sense why an experience like that would lead you to something like this. And, you know, the good thing about a podcast is you can listen to it over and over and over again right. and really cement that in your brain kind of. And then you'll have the muscle memory maybe of of doing that, because I would imagine a lot of the ease of dealing with adults is if they do it so often. Right. And it just becomes second nature. Absolutely. So ho hopefully listening to your show will be enough to put that in the back of their mind. Oh, yeah. He, he mentioned this on that one episode. Well, we're really excited to have you come on the show. We're really excited for this series. I think it's going to be great for providers. I think that there will also be some things that, that non-providers can find sure. very interesting. Uh, I'm going to ask you one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. What do you love about your job? To get a chance to make a difference. Absolutely love that. I'm, I realize how lucky, how blessed I am every single day um, when I get to influence change in the community. And um, it, I have to really hold myself back from just bragging and gloating about it because I love it. It makes me feel so fulfilled. Um, and it's just been such a treat um, to be in the role that I'm in have the support I have from um, the people I answer to and the support of this facility and uh, the system to go out in the community and make a difference. I absolutely love what I do. <laughs> you can tell. I mean, it just seeps out of you. It really does. We're really looking forward to having you host our new series, Providing Pediatrics. And thank you for joining us on the Better Today, Healthier Tomorrow Arkansas Children's Podcast. Have a great day.